God. Amen. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? It may be the last Sunday night, but we can take this with us. We can have this wherever we are. It doesn't have to be just here, but His presence goes with us. You may take your seats. Thank you, youth band. You are amazing. Aren't they incredible? Wow. Wowza. Very cool. Hey, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Jan. Kia ora. So the last 6 p.m. of the year until the 20th, but we'll be back at 10 a.m. next week, is the time of year that we are looking back at our year, isn't it? The end of the year, we start to reflect, at least I do, I start to reflect on my year. How's the year gone? What's it, what's it you know, had? What's, there's, a, there's been a whole lot packed into the year, I'm sure, for, for all of us. What has our year looked like? How have we grown this year? What have we learnt throughout the year? And as well as a time of looking back at our year been, we start to look forward at the year to come. We start to make plans for the year ahead, for the new year. And tonight, I want to bring encouragement to every one of us tonight. I want us all to leave this place encouraged about where we are stepping into and where we are right now. Even though we reflect back, it is good to reflect back. No matter what our year has looked like, you are made or you are designed for such a time as this. No matter what your year has looked like, you are designed for such a time as this. We, we can read of that in in Esther, she was called for such a time as this. You are called for such a time as this. Today and the days to come, for such a time as this. You are designed. I'm designed for such a time as this. Right now, in this moment, we are designed for such a time as this, for the now. And God has a plan and a purpose for the now and for the future. He has a plan and a purpose. You know, our, if we're called for such a time as this, you know, I, I, can, I wow at that. Our life affects others. My life affects others. If we're called for such a time as this, in every moment, our lives affect others. That's a pretty incredible thought, isn't it? My life, I am designed for such a time as this, for today, for the future. And so I, I want to encourage us this evening to live each day with that thought. For such a time, I'm going to throw out a few, a few thoughts and summarize at the end, and then we're going we're to pray over everybody at, at the end. Whether we are winding down for a break, 
that I guess most of us are winding down for a break. Some of us may be continuing on, working, studying. Some of us may be studying over, over summer. Whatever we're doing, we need to live it with purpose because we are designed for such a time as this, to walk with purpose because God has a plan and a purpose for now for now. You know, sometimes we can think, oh, he's got a plan and a purpose for my future, and we forget about the now. No, I can sometimes do that. But right for now, as well as the future, he has a plan and a purpose for now and my future for such a time as this. So what does that look like? being designed with a plan and a purpose for now and for my future. According to God's word, and this is challenging, Matthew 16, 24, you you can read it in there, it's giving up our own way. Giving up my own way. Taking up our cross, it says in Matthew 16, 24. That's being prepared to die for our faith, isn't it? If we take up our cross, we're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've got my cross here. It's a bit like taking up a coffin, I guess, carrying it. I'm ready to die for my faith. Putting aside my own way, being prepared to take, take up our cross, being prepared to die for our faith, and following Jesus. Whew. <laughs> For such a time as this, putting aside my own way and saying, Father, your will be done. What is your will for the now? What is your will for today? What do you you want me to do today, say today to that person who comes across my path? I'm designed for such a time as this putting aside my own way. We're designed to affect others. How am I affecting others around me? How are we affecting others around us? I I, um, am a little embarrassed because I can often do things without thinking and say things without thinking. <laughs> and so, yeah, <laughs> thank you for that, Sheridan. <laughs> and so, so the Oscars photo come up and I'm like, oh, Lord, why did I do that? <laughs> there was a little shot there and I was like, oh, I do things and say things without thinking sometimes. And yes, I had lots of, lots of fun at the Oscars. And somebody, I think, said, you know, is Jan, is Jan, did Jan miss her teenage years? Well, no, I lived my teenage years well, and I'm probably still trying to, <laughs> but that's okay. But, but I would just want to use that as, as an example, because, you know, we're all living in the now. And, you know, and I love having fun. <laughs> And but sometimes, sometimes we can just do things or say things that you go, ah, oh, 
and I just can't suck that back up. You know, like, you know, we put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste tube or, you, you know, you can't redo that moment. But his mercies are new. I'm just using that little thing as a, you know, fun example. But his mercies are new every single morning, every single morning. And so I get to live it anew every single day and go, I'm designed for the now. I have a plan and a purpose for the now. Yes, there's some silly things. (laughs) There may be even some worse things that I could probably share with you, but I'm not going to. (laughs) But they're behind. They're behind. There may be things that you go, oh, no, I can't. I can't because of this that I did or I said, you know, that I mucked up. But his mercies are new every single morning. That is, in fact, what we are celebrating with Jesus coming for us, that he came and he lived and he died, that we get to live. His mercies are new every single morning. We are designed for the now. We are designed to put aside our own way every single day, my own way, and to say, Father, what what have you got? What have you got? What's your plan and purpose for the now and for my future. I want to challenge us, encourage us to rise up to, now particularly, well, I, I go to speak to the younger ones, but it's not just the younger ones, it's, it's all ages. We can, we can sometimes live our lives trying to be like everybody else, trying to be like the rest. When particularly, particularly when I was at school, I just wanted to be like everybody else. You know, I wanted to fit in. You know, maybe fit in with the ones that were maybe a little, you know, a little bit more popular. And you know, you're just wanting to fit in. Not you don't want to stand out in a bad way. Um, in fact, I didn't really want to stand out at all. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to try and be like everybody else. And sometimes we can do that at work, even. No matter what our age, we can just try and fit in with the rest. But what does God say? What does God see for me? I want to challenge us, the younger ones and the not-so-younger ones, (laughs) who may be trying to continue on their teenage years like I do sometimes. (laughs) I want to challenge us. Don't just fit in with the rest, but stand out. He has called you to be unique. He has called you to be you, not like anybody else, not like the person next to you. He has called you for a purpose. He has called you actually to stand out. He's called you to stand out. He's called you not to settle for the status quo. Sometimes that is really easy. Actually, that's really easy all the time. The status quo. He hasn't called us for the status quo. He's called us to be like Jesus. Standing out. Standing out from the crowd. Speaking up in the crowd. He's called us not to be like the rest or even see ourselves as we might see ourselves. I want to 
encourage us, challenge us around that. How do you see yourself when you would maybe examine yourself in your imagination? How do you see yourself? And then ask, God, how do you see me? How do you see me? Am I viewing myself in in a totally wrong way because God sees me totally different to what I see myself as? Does that make sense? How does God see me? I want to encourage us to be courageous. Be purposed in our everyday walk and be courageous. Don't just try and be like someone else or fit in like with everybody else. But be who God says you are and be who God sees you as. I'll say that again. Be who God says you are and be who God sees you as. Now, I am God. I have a whole bunch of scriptures, and I have, um, I think I've given these out a few years ago at church. Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to put these scriptures up on, well, I'm not going to. I'm going to get someone to who can do it better than me, on Facebook, I think, on the, on the Facebook page. If you haven't liked the church Facebook page, then like the church Facebook page and we'll get these scriptures put up there. But I'm going to read a few and I need to put my glasses on to see them. This is who God sees you as. And these are statements. So what I want you to do is I want you to grab it. When it goes up on the on the page, I want you to grab them and I want you to read them over yourselves because this is who God says you are and who he sees you as. These are all based on the word, on scripture. I am God's masterpiece created in Christ to do good works. I am strong and courageous. My God is with me wherever I go. I am full of joy in the Lord, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. I pray about everything instead of worrying. I tell God what my needs are, and I thank him for all that he has done. I am filled with God's peace that guards my heart and mind. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I have a confident hope from God, and I know that he has given me the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I have received the gift of righteousness and live in triumph over sin and death through Jesus Christ. Now, that was about about a third or a quarter of them. There's a whole lot more there, so I want you to grab them because that is the truth. That is the truth of who God says you are and who he sees you as. And far too often, we don't live in that. Far too often, we see ourselves totally wrongly, and in fact, we speak that over ourselves, that lies. And so it's so important, especially over this break, for us to be able to stay in the truth, and even, not just stay in it, even rise up 
even step it up in our walk with him. Even push in, push in. No, I'm not going to be like the rest. I'm going to stand out. I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm going to rise up in who he says I am, who God sees me as. Ask him. Sit down and spend some time with him. Father, what do you say about me today? Sit down and listen to what he says. Father, what do you see? What do you see, Father, for my coming year? What do you see for me? Show me a picture of what you see for my life, of what you see me as in my everyday life. What do you see, Father? Father, how do you see me talking? How do you see me in my actions? How do you see me serving? How do you see me loving others? You might like to sit down and go, Father, what do you see for five years' time? What will my life look like, especially if I step into what you see and what you say I am? What does that look like? Would you show me a picture? For us to be who he says and be who he says, we must be filled with his spirit. We must be continually filled with his spirit. We must be. I read a funny story about a, you know, this is the time of year that you have the floats in the, in the Christmas parades. And I read a funny story. There was a, a um, parade, a New Year's Day parade, actually, in California. They do one um, in one part of California, New Year's Day parade. There was an, <clears throat> a float going along in the, in the lovely parade, and I just, you know, imagine all, all the people lined up on the streets watching, and one of the floats came, comes to a, a halt, and of course there's all the floats behind it having to stop as well, and it comes, sputters, sputters along and coasts to a halt, um, and the, so the whole parade is there held up. It turned out that that float had run out of gas. It sputtered and came to a halt, run out of gas. And so they had to wait there until finally someone had came to the rescue with the, the tin of petrol. <clears throat> and it, anyway, it turns out the float that was all done up beautifully as they are this float was representing the local oil company. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. <laughs> this local oil company has heaps of resources, right? Heaps of resources, yet it comes to a halt. It comes to a sputtering end there right in the middle of the parade. <laughs> Yet, they still run, ran out. They still ran out, even though they had heaps of resources, they still ran out. And so as Christians, we can sometimes be like that. 
We have all the resources there for us. Holy Spirit is there, right there, and he has unlimited resources for us, unlimited. He wants to pour out upon us and fill us afresh daily. He wants to infill us and infill us and infill us. We have it right there, but sometimes as Christians, we can come to a sputtering halt like the float did. We can neglect our spiritual maintenance. We can run dry in our spirits, even though all the resources are there. Holy Spirit says, I want to pour out into your life. No, no measure, overflowing. I want to pour out, yet sometimes we don't receive We don't continually come before him, you know, boldly into his throne room. We celebrated that around communion. That was an awesome, Jaden. Right there, we can come boldly into his presence for a fresh and filling. But sometimes we just don't. Sometimes we we neglect that and we run dry and we can come to that halt This is so important in our everyday lives as a Christian, so important in this time that we go on a break for us to be, oh, I want to encourage us and challenge us, not just to go, oh, yes, I better, you know, spend a little bit of time. I want to encourage us to push in. I want to encourage us to step up over this break. I'm so, so excited about what I see on some of the you young ones' lives, and I'm like, man, I want you to go further than what I have ever been. I am cheering you on. I want you to rise up. I don't want you to stay in the status quo. I, I, I want you to stand out. I want you to be continually filled. D.L. Moody, one of the greatest evangelists of 19th century, said he needed to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said, why? Why do I need to be continually filled? He said, because I leak. Because I leak. We all leak. We all leak. We're supposed to be giving out, aren't we? We're supposed to be giving out to others around us. But we, we leak. We need to be continually filled with the Spirit. So, over the holidays and the coming year into 2019, seek him. You know, it says in the Bible, I don't know how many times, but it says it a lot, around continually seeking him, searching for him, continually, you know, it does, it's no coincidence that it says that a number of times. He wants us to do that. He wants us to keep seeking him, to push in, push in for more. In 1 Chronicles 16, 11, it says, Search for the Lord, for his strength. Continually seek him. Psalm 105, verse 4, is like, oh, did you not hear it? In 1 Chronicles, it says it again. Search for the Lord and for his strength. Continually seek him. Jeremiah 29, 13, If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me, says the Lord. He wants us to seek, to seek, to search wholeheartedly. He wants us to push in. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth 
in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I love that. Are your hearts, is my heart fully committed to him? Because he wants to strengthen us. He wants to strengthen. He doesn't want us just to remain as is. He wants to strengthen. He draws near to us, as I said before. He draws near to us. He's the one who bridged the gap. With the, that gap that Jaden talked about before with, between our Father and us. Jesus came. It was our Father that made the way. It's like, I'm going to make, make a way. I'm going to bridge the gap. He did it. He draws near to us. You know, I know um, at least one of you is incredible at backward flips. Amazing. Well, I, I, see, I see Father God doing that, backward flips when we draw near to him. Because he draws near to us, but when we search, search and seek him, I see him doing backward flips. He's like, come on, yeah. I'm doing the backward flips in excitement when we seek him, when we keep on pushing in to him, saying, come on, I need your fresh and filling. I'm not here for the status quo. Ephesians 5.18 says, Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2, we read of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, the believers were there meeting together, and in verse 4 it says, And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Then, a few pages over, in Acts chapter 4, Peter and John are arrested. Well, that's not good, is it? But they're, they're arrested. They had stepped out. They weren't, they weren't settling for the status quo. They were standing out from everyone else. They'd stepped out by faith to release God's healing power upon a man who had been lame, couldn't walk since birth. This attracted the crowd because the guy got healed, right? This attracted the crowd. So they took the opportunity to speak to the crowd about Jesus. Fantastic guys, they were. This got them arrested too. Let's pray for boldness. And so in Acts chapter 4, 29, verse 29, here they are, they say this, they pray, and they say, oh, and now, O oh Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Then what happens? It says, after this prayer, the meeting place shook. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They'd just been filled with the Spirit a couple of pages earlier with the first outpouring. But they were like, come on. Come on. We need a fresh and filling. Come on. They've been put in prison. Well, we've got to be prepared to do that too. You know, not my will, but your will, Father. Come on. Let's pray for boldness. And the meeting place shook. I haven't experienced that, but I'm... I'm up for it, God. I'm up for it. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Are you up for that? 
We need to be continually seeking him for courage, boldness, a fresh infilling of his spirit. What is the result of not doing it? Of not pushing in for this? What's the result of doing the opposite? It's our faith dwindling, I reckon. But like that float coming to a sputtering halt, maybe discouragement, maybe timidness, timid, timidness, fear, anxiety, negativity, a lack of power, maybe a lack of being like him. Ephesians 4, 21 to 24 says, since you have heard about Jesus, have you heard about Jesus? Since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. We have a responsibility to put on the new nature by receiving a fresh and filling. Put it on every day receiving a fresh and filling. You may like to do, get an accountability partner to help you in that. Keep on seeking. Keep on seeking. Matthew 7, 7 and Luke eleven nine says, keep on seeking. Keep on. Keep on. Remain in him, Sheridan's been speaking from John 15. Remaining in him, continually encountering him hearing him, receiving from him, hanging out with him. I love what Jay said last week. The presence of God is God. Hang out in the presence of God because he's here. He is with us. It is God, not just his presence. He is God. Quite profound. See yourself being filled and overflowing with the presence and power of God's Spirit. Get a picture of that. See yourself affecting all you come in contact with. See people encountering God through you. See it. Start to see it. 